If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to the Since 71 podcast. I'm your host for today, Tom Hussey, and I'm joined by Emma, aka Bad Football Fan, on all of the social media. We chat a little bit about her trip to Turin to see the UEFA Women's Champions League final, about some of the coaching and stuff that she does up in Glasgow with Kafkin Blazers, and a little bit about her journey in football media. So yeah, please sit back and enjoy. So we're here with Emma. Emma, hi. Thanks for joining me today. Hi. Thanks for having um, me. You're fresh back from Turin. Yes, you're making it sound so so glamorous and cool. Is is <laughs> Torino and Turin not glamorous and cool? No, it is. It is. <laughs> you were at the... It definitely is. And it was a great yeah. trip. So that must have been yeah. were you so you went to the Women's Champions League final. Um you mm-hmm. were I think you were in a Barcelona shirt. Yeah, I was. Um, but I want it for the record books um, that I was not necessarily like supporting either one. I was just like very aware that like I was in the Barcelona end um, because I kind of suspected before that there was going to be a bit more of a party there maybe. And also because I got my tickets like one week um, before the final, very spontaneous decision. Um, I thought. Um, Let's just go with that. And also, I don't have a Leon shirt, so I wouldn't have been able to. That's fair enough. You, you didn't have one underneath, just ready for the uh, whoever just straight, whoever was winning. You were just like, right, yeah, here we go. <laughs> exactly. No, but like, I obviously like I could have just gone with something like neutral, and I was considering it. But I think, and I think this is what's so nice about like um, football shirt culture and stuff is that like obviously people just like assume like all these things like come with wearing a football shirt so people were like speaking to me in Spanish and like I rocked up to the bus stop to get to the stadium and there was just like a few Barca fans there and like we exchanged smiles and then we started talking and it was lovely and those are just I don't know like those are the things that I really like about football and I think that like we wouldn't have approached each other if that wasn't the case like I wouldn't have started just randomly talk to them but because we both saw, we were like, okay, like we're cool. Um, so <laughs> we are cool. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and you were with the Barca fans. Was that the end where the goals were or weren't? Cause... Yes. So I was incredibly lucky. I got um, all three of the Leon goals um, right there. So that was really nice. Like, unfortunate for, for Barca. And I mean, the atmosphere wasn't great at that end. But um, it was really cool to see the goals um, so close. And uh, yeah, it was just, it was incredible. Like I had goosebumps from the moment I walked in, even like walking up because I was sitting a bit higher up. So like going into the stadium, you had to like walk up the hill and you just had like um, at the Allianz uh, Stadium, it's just like surrounded by hills. 
so you had like that view and then like you went in and you had this other view that was equally as stunning and that was just like wow so cool and like just like you know like I've been to football like big football games before but like the fact that this was like a woman's football game you know like it's it's just like to to get to have that spectacle for women's football it's still like it's so like amazing like I don't know like I still I don't I can't get over it and I don't want to like I love it like I love this spectacle and like this vibe and yeah no it was great and like so impressed by all the Barca fans like regardless of of the result obviously like I'm like I don't want to be that corny um person but like a little bit I was like football football won tonight not Lyon not Barca but just women's football (laughs) Uh, just because like there was like there were there were so many emotions and there were like clear you know allegiances and like you can tell already there's like a budding rivalry there and it's like the old guard with Leon who have like been so like dominant for so long and who are like really historic in the women's game and then you have Barca who like only more recently have come through and have been so dominating and impressive and and coming into it thinking that you know they were going to just walk all over them and then just having that happen like so exciting and these are like i know yeah these are like the stories and the things that like make football interesting i think just as a bottom line is having these like storylines and like the twists and turns and and to get that in women's football now is so exciting would you say it was similar to people thinking chelsea were going to do better last year in that same kind of not maybe not maybe bravado or arrogance, but a lot of people that had seen Barca knew they were dominant, but everyone was kind of like, well, Chelsea have done really well, so maybe they'll take it. And then, because I, re- I was reading a, uh, a analysis of Leon's like opening 30 minutes and just the way they just plugged all the holes and, you know, knew exactly what Barca were going to do and really mm-hmm. went for them. And for anyone that doesn't realise, uh, Barcelona won 3-1. Not Barcelona. Leon won three one. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Last year Barcelona won four nil. Four oh, nil. Sorry, yeah. long day. Um, but yeah, like, and I think so. And Leon were technically underdogs when they're the like they're the clear mm-hmm. like. Because I don't think domestically they haven't had like a great season, um, and stuff. So yeah, like I think, and like obviously with with Ada only recently coming back and stuff, um. I don't know like I've I've been I've been a bit of a bad football fan <laughs> um haven't been as as caught up as I've been wanting to be but um yeah I I had no expectations on that Leon side at all um so I was pleasantly very pleasantly surprised um and I think that yeah like fun great <laughs> I knew it was going to be a close match in theory because I I just had a feeling it wasn't going to be black and black and white uh, scoreline mm. but ultimately it kind of was um, you know like obviously Barcelona did did step up and they did try but at the same time it was just they didn't like Endler was incredible in goal and it sometimes it's the luck thing isn't it like sometimes it just works and Leon just... yeah but they didn't look threatening at all like that was the thing like I'd that was that was really disappointing to see that there was just like especially in the first half I guess that they were they were very like caught off guard uh, I mean that first goal was incredible, and I think that like that's not that's not something that you expect to happen, um, like within the first five minutes of a game. But 
um, like the lack of response to that was just very surprising, I guess. And yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, really surprising. And, and the lack of like, um, even coming out in the second half, like, especially having gotten that last goal, mm. like at the end of the half, I thought that, you know, this is maybe like, this is what they need. Uh, but might as well, they might as well not have scored. Like it didn't count for much in the end. Um, and yeah, like you say, Endler was amazing in goal. Um, but for long periods of time, she didn't have like anything to do. The one, the one thing that I keep thinking about is what if that chip shot had landed? Oh God, <laughs> that would have been like, I, I mean, in itself, like just an amazing goal, but also like that would have, that would have changed yeah. things for like, sure. I, yeah. If they'd have had a bit more time at the end of that first half, maybe like when they, they scored, they scored their goal. Maybe, like, just yeah. to get, Cause that's it. Like the, the half time just kills all rhythm. So it would have been interesting, um, but yeah, I, True. I can. Yeah. I was I was out until the second half, so I can. I didn't see the, the first half, and I was just getting notifications, just like goal, and I was like, oh my god, five, you know, five minutes in, six minutes in, like, wow, <laughs> did not quite explain. Yeah. It's like Amandine and Reed's like pictures on my phone, just like goal, and I was like, on Reed scored a goal, okay, fair enough, <laughs> fair <laughs> enough, like, cool, glad to see. Yeah, but um, how was Torino in terms of hosting? Was I mean, obviously the um Allianz Stadium looked like it was pretty rocking but in the in the surrounding area was you know fan parks and was there anything like that or I was actually um uh because of my traveling schedule I only came in like the day of and had to like sort out stuff with my accommodation so I just kind of unfortunately just went to um my accommodation and then straight to the stadium i obviously saw that like uh the piazza was rocking and i'm so sad that i missed that because it looked fantastic um but i think no like torino as like a host city uh was really good i think the stadium was was in a good location uh so it was easy enough to get to from a lot of places at least from where i was going uh to and like easy to find um they hosted the eurovision last week as well so i feel like they've got it on routine now <laughs> um at the minute and no but just like great vibes uh love the city uh wish i could have stayed longer um but i had to leave the next day but no lovely lovely place yeah. for sure just because it's so like it's like nestled like in the mountains and so also like when we got out from the game the sun had just set so like it was all lilac oh it was beautiful it was really nice that sounds like a perfect evening for at least one team yes yeah like yeah it was really sad like when i was going back like barca fans everywhere just like crying and i was like oh god it's really dawned on me then that um yeah they're they're also they're because they're not used to losing no. like that i was thinking about that a lot obviously like um and i guess a part of me wondered if like there are if was it was there a bit of arrogance there like did it get the better of them maybe a little bit but then yeah i also don't think that you're not you just don't expect like a goal that early like we said so <clears throat> yeah sorry um so yeah i don't know but interesting to think it about. knocks the wind out of you like because you're like okay so we need to figure out what we need to do next and if you don't get that sorted in the next amount of time and they you know they got scored on again and because they're trying they've been trying a little they're up like two more gears so they're like okay so we need to be up here and doing this and then that's when 
the ball goes down the wing and Hegerberg scores and which like yeah I, 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 you'd have to argue that despite Barca fans being Barca fans that Hegerberg scoring is like they're like yeah fair enough thank you like congrats you know congratulations this is this is we yeah. you deserve this but we'll get the next one <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah it's uh oh yeah I, I, was, I was gutted I couldn't go um as we just mentioned before we were recording mm. my passport was out of date so I wouldn't have need, if I'd have really thought about it over the last year or two I would have preempted it but no no mm. didn't get it <laughs> didn't get it sorted next year though next year though, oh. I have to because I don't think I'll be able to get anywhere near the women's world cup so yeah, no. Are you heading down? Do we know where the next? Do we know where the next um, uh, Champions League final will take place, or which places they are talking I'm about? I'm not sure. I haven't looked into it yet. No. Um, so I will do. I no, will do neither. that. Um, okay, cool. We'll both do that, and then yeah, <laughs> we'll make sure that all of our papers are in exactly, order so that exactly. we can go again. But at least you get you get to go in the easy side. You get to go in the European passport lane whereas we've got international um, oh, yeah i need to like I'm, I, d- I don't know like i'm really hoping scotland just get their independence soon so i can go through my gran and get an international european passport thing so <laughs> if they could just hurry up with that that'd be great um just just yeah. so i don't have to queue in that one lane real hmm. first world problems um but you mate so you, you came back sunday um, yes, came back, flew into Manchester and stayed in Manchester overnight and, you were there, and then came back. And you watched some of the men's celebrations or were you just in, in and around it or just? Yeah, no, we just headed, uh, my, my pal picked me up and we just headed straight to the, to the pub. Luckily it was a city pub and, um, we just saw the second half, which was so like full of goals. So it was really good to see. Um, and then we watched match of the day the next day. Um, fair enough which was a good hour and a half. It was very dense. <laughs> very but, dense. Um, <laughs> great. Okay. So you are a multi-hyphenate. You are a writer, a coach, a goalkeeper, a videographer, producer, director. Oh God, I wish. Um, no, not that but, one. Um, <laughs> yes. So I, I think I first discovered some of your writing through this fangirl. And so you've been like working with them for a little while or on and off just as and when? Uh-huh. Like we've been um, in touch since 2017. So that's like five years now. Yeah. Um, it was thanks to, I because um, Bad Football Fan recently turned five years. Woo-hoo. Uh, so uh, then that was a good time to kind of like reflect on like my whole journey and stuff and like, um, this fangirl and season zine is genuinely like such a huge like reason why I like started like my own Instagram like that was dedicated to um specifically like my football writing and and how I felt that like I was you know allowed to to do that and to take up space like in that way because I had these these pages to follow that I saw who were already doing that and then um yeah like I just started talking talking with Amy and um was pitching like the the thing on the Vicente Calderon um piece and yeah that's how it started and since then like I've been writing some stuff and then more recently we did the the tournament and things you got to play at St George's Park 
Yeah, we did. And uh, how did you do? Um, we did we did all right. Like I am incredibly proud of um, the team. We uh, drew the first one, lost two, and won our last one. So not too bad, considering that um, we. So the team I'm talking about is Catkin Blazers, by the way. My uh, my football team that I was part of uh, setting up. And we've only been going uh, for almost, we're, we're coming up on a year now. And um, we, we just started in the summer playing in the park, in Catherine Park, uh, hence the name. Um, and, you know, um, jumpers for goalposts kind of thing. Like we just had um, a few footballs and like a few people kicking about. And the, since then it's just snowballed so much. And we ended up with like a group of like 30 people or something like coming along, which was great. But then autumn came, it got, you know, cold, dark really quickly, quite unsafe to be outside, like after work kind of thing. So we moved uh, to a couple of five pitches over winter, which was great, but kind of limited us a bit in terms of numbers. Uh, So we could only have like about 10 people per pitch and we hired three pitches a week uh, over the winter. But now we're back in the park again and we can kind of expand uh, our numbers and also um, we're able to play more sevens. So um, we've only ever really been like practicing playing like five aside, um, except for like once a month when we've been playing like tournaments. So like here in Glasgow, they uh, set up back in back in October uh, this monthly like sevens tournament for a different grassroots uh, team for women and non-binary people. And um, so we've been taking part in that. But but so we've only been playing sevens like for once a month, basically, like up until this tournament. So um, considering all of that, I'm I'm really proud of how, how well we did. That's sport. really cool. Like, and it's I think it's, yeah. I mean, obviously, women's football is like the fastest growing sport, I think, in the world, um, or at least at least with the most participation anyway, um, from mm-hmm. people who probably weren't playing it before. So that's like, I love seeing it from different levels, like, and, you know, and you coach as well, right? So is that, is that within Kafkin or is that somewhere else? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's with, with the Blazers. Like I'm, I'm one of the coaches. Cool. Yeah. And then you have to jump in goal and then you have to get back out and then you have to jump in goal and then you have to jump back out. No, that was a, that was a one-off like at, at the tournament. I, I had to do that, but no, usually I'm just on the sidelines as, as hard as it is to keep out, um, I am keeping out of the way, <laughs> giving other people the chance to go. <laughs> what kind of coach are you? Are you sh- are you like showering everything? Are you sitting there quietly and just? I feel like that's maybe for my players <laughs> to answer, but I would like to think that I'm a very, um, I think I'm a very chill coach. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't think that I. Um, um i mean i shout a lot but i try to keep it like very encouraging only encouraging stuff and um instructions obviously but again like i kind of operate from the the ethos that like we're all adults you know like people also sort themselves out like if you just i don't know i see it as much about just being there to like support people to kind of like explore for themselves because sometimes i think we've been talking a lot about it and it's been so interesting because um, the the person that I set it up with, she um, 
came from uh, like a very like mutual aid kind of background and a lot of like community work, but didn't necessarily know anything about football from before. Uh, and so that's kind of where we got together. And I think that's what's like worked so well for us. Um, it's just like combining those two two things. And um, yeah, like I, I try to like just really like empower people to like, yeah, like just feel like they can, you know, make mistakes. So like not micromanaging every step, but just like letting them explore for themselves. Because I think a lot of people, especially like women, uh, and non-binary people um, might not have like the best memories from like the school years for example you know um, memories of like PE lessons and like being screamed at and told exactly what to do you know kind of thing so like that's the last thing that we want people to, to to think when they come along to our sessions so I get that because we're in the end we're just there for a laugh uh, getting people moving and like the social aspects really like um, then it's obviously like great that we're able to also go away and like, yeah, have adventures and and have fun. But it's just about like it was as much about making those connections with the other teams as it was to to play and stuff. But with that being said, like people, I think also really enjoyed challenging themselves in that way. Um, and yeah, have fun. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, so me and Stu, who the other, um, well the founder of since 71 one of the founders of since 71 um i helped coach on his the team that he set up um okay and i find that i'm some of them have more of a football knowledge than others um some of the girls so it's an under 16 girls team um we're moving to another age group now um which is cool so it's it's a promotion for us in in sense of uh coaching and it means that it means that mm-hmm. i get to like do a bit more and you know work with people who actually are like okay i i get a bit more of the nuances that you maybe will be trying to get across so we can, you know, so you can up our coaching level, which is for me is, is what I want to do um, is to, you know, at least anyway, moving on. Um, but I always find that like short, sharp, in, not instruction so much, but observations. So I'm always like, mm-hmm. if it's defense, cause I'm always kind of keeping an eye. It's like Sean shoulder, you know, looking at like, okay, cool. Someone there. like nothing, hectic or you know stand five yards back and watch them and because you, you're if you're explaining as like during the game like that it's not you can't like you can only shout so much that's going to be useful so like yeah you know but of course exactly because you need to you're you're you want to teach them to think for themselves because you're not always going to be there to like tell them exactly what to do right so they need to learn to to see it for themselves and to think for themselves. Yeah. And that's it. And it's, but it's fun. I just love like being part of that. Cause I mean, that's as much as much as I can do for women's football. I can't play for them. Um, as much as I'd love to be part of it, I can't, I can't. So it's, you know, any kind of help or encouragement or I would say wisdom, but I don't think that's, I'm not some former pro. I'm just someone who's still just about plays and enjoys it. So um, Mm -hmm. anything that, yeah, do you play yeah, so not like uh, league or anything like that, but a few nights, a few nights a week, mm-hmm. um, with friends from over the years. So different, like indoor, nice. outdoor. So I do like uh, indoor fives, and then a seven aside, and then an eleven aside match on a Thursday evening. So it's okay, Friday, cool. Friday, yeah, Friday really normally. <laughs> Friday, I, Friday, I'm just walking, like like I've got no heels or something. Um, 
but but that's it like I just love it I just love playing and anywhere I, anywhere and mm-hmm. anywhere I can play I'll try and do it or if it's like involved in it you know but this isn't about yeah. me this is this is about uh, someone else who's involved a little bit more specifically in it because because you've also <laughs> done work with some of the uh is it I want to say the S the SWPL what's the how is it how is it how is the Scottish Women's League labeled in like the, the top yeah, I think it's SWPL. Yeah, I also get um, very confused with that, um, I have to admit. <laughs> but you've done some work with um, Glasgow City and I feel like Hibernian? Was that? No, no okay. only, no. Um, I've covered like a Champions League game, um, but that was for um, for Vavil, oh, just okay. like general. But Glasgow yeah. City predominantly? Yeah. And I was just doing uh, like an, like video work for analysis or for blog media. Um, for yeah, for social media, like for their YouTube and stuff. Uh, they've recently started to do more like reels and stuff as well. So I did a bit of That's that, which cool. um, is always fun. Yeah, to like explore um, new things. It's just they're just such an impressive club. I think like his their history and. Um, just what they've managed to accomplish is is like astonishing really um and yeah i was there the night that they went to i want to say the quarterfinals of the champions league i mm. think um before the the season before the pandemic um which was amazing like to see um unfortunately they they didn't do that well after that <laughs> but um no, like they're just so exciting. But just what we were what we were saying before as well. Um it's just equally as exciting to see other teams coming up as well, like Rangers and Celtic and Hibs, um, who have been, I think, the main kind of like rivals to them before, but they've never managed to do that well in the league. They've been quite doing quite well, like winning a few cups and stuff. Um, but now with Rangers, um, breaking their uh 14 in a row um league wins and stuff it's it's so cool super impressive so yeah like i'm excited to see like you know now they've they've shown their move and now it's up to city to be like okay how are we going to counter this and celtic and others as well as you say like because you know that's where they that's where the sort of original rivalry is but it's not quite realized Mm -hmm. in the women's game i guess just yet because of the different levels of participation i suppose and, and and players yeah exactly the one thing that i think is is maybe like a bit of a shame is just that like because these teams are connected to men's teams they've just been able to get access to like different sorts of funds that that city never had and and will not have i think in the near future like i don't know but um and I just, yeah, I, I feel I feel very torn about this because on the one hand, obviously, you know, like it's great, put more money in, in the game and stuff, but City lost so many players to Rangers and the likes because they were like, we obviously want to get paid. Like they've been doing this their whole lives and, and have not been able to like get paid fully um, at least. And um, so naturally you want to, you want to get something for what you've, managed to to do and yeah i just hope that um 
city finds like ways to to get more funds so that they can challenge also like in that aspect because unfortunately like the way that the women's game is going like it's obviously exciting to have uh, all this money coming in but we don't want to see like historic and big teams fall behind mm. because they can't challenge with the new money so to I mean, say That's we've seen it in the wsl and the you know and it's you know like johnny yeah. bells and i guess sunderland um and lots of these teams yeovil um you know like mm-hmm. they just couldn't couldn't survive with without the uh the parent club really helping them out which which is a shame yeah. but then you've got like london city lionesses and durham and lewis in the championship who like london city lionesses were close ish but they were close ish mm-hmm. to getting a good a good um result and then you've got southampton coming up who are definitely going to put more money in because well, cause they are, cause they've got a big men's club and they want to bring them to the WSL. So it's, mm-hmm. yeah, the money is. Sorry. <laughs> is it... Busy on your, ta- your, your taxi's here, I guess. I don't know. Uh, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, the money thing. It again, we, it, it sucks that that's how it kind of has to be, but you know, 14 mm-hmm. years in a row, I think, you know, Glasgow city can be incredibly proud, as you said, of, of what they've done uh, with, the smaller resources i mean are any are any of their players full-time or is it all part-time do you know i am hesitant to answer that because i don't know actually i think last time i um spoke to someone about that i don't think and they i don't think that anyone was really full-time uh but that might have changed by now um so i'm not gonna say much about that that's fair enough Good, good, uh, <laughs> good, good answer. Very, you know, yeah, Very to the point. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, on the coaching side, so you just do with Kafkin. Have you done anything else within the coaching, or is it purely just on that? Um, well, from that, I have been offered to do a few. So I'm doing like a few. Um, I've done two already and I'm coming up on doing like a short summer series with this organization called Leap Sports, um, who work for like queer inclusion in sports. And, uh, so I'm going to have, I'm going to be part of like holding a little summer series on football. Um, That's really cool. And stuff. So yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. It'll be fun. Uh, What did you get? Um, did you manage to get, uh, coaching badges through a specific program or was it, did you just turn up and with, with all these old, with these I don't have any badges. No, not yet. No, I'm working on that just now. Um, I'm doing like here in Scotland anyways, you do like the free courses first and then you can book like through a system. Obviously you, um book but it's actually been incredibly busy i don't know if this is like a kind of coming out of the pandemic thing where people are getting on it and now that we can coach in person um they're wanting to do that but yeah no i haven't been able to to like sort that out actually um also because it's not cheap Mm. like um it's quite expensive to to get your badges and stuff and unless you're connected to like a team obviously that can pay that for you and are willing to pay that for you it's yeah it's kind of hard i managed to get i did my like level one like six years ago i think maybe seven um and Mm -hmm. a lot of the like um things that could run out run out this year 
So it's, and I've only been doing like a few years of coaching myself. Um, but I can't get on to, they've changed, they've changed it all around. So now it's like UA for D and C or something like this. So the next, what was level two is now UA for C or D or C, I think. Um, but that's booked up like in, in Hampshire where I am, there's like, they, they sent out an email just like, Hey, here's all the courses except for Hampshire. Sorry. So it's like, okay. <laughs> so yeah. And if it's the same thing, like everyone's clamoring to get into something, I guess, I guess like, mm. like so many people were, uh, baking bread or whatever they were doing during the pandemic. A lot of people were like, well, what do I want to do? Or what can I do on the <laughs> side? Or, oh no, I've got a kid now. Um, you know, need to have badges and stuff to be able to coach for them. Yeah. So, no, which is yeah. fair enough. Yeah. So, you know, and it's, and that's fine, but I know that they do a lot of, um, I say a lot of, there are specific, uh, court uh, coaching, uh, courses aimed, uh, those, those badges aimed for just solely female participants or non-binary, I guess now, maybe, I don't know, um, what box mm. they have to, to tick on the options, but you know, so I know that they, they do have those and they do try and get, um, women and minorities, um, available to do it a bit quicker like because they want them to they want more more presence in the in the game which is good but i don't know if that's i wasn't mm. sure if that's something that you might have looked at or if it was had been made post uh, like available or i haven't seen that um up here uh only for like female students i saw but i'm not a student yeah. anymore so um but no i have i have seen those schemes in like london and the likes uh which is awesome obviously mm. like get you know get more people involved yeah. uh exactly exactly for sure yeah it's a yeah it's an exciting time i mean i i love women's football uh i, I don't know why it i don't know why oh, i don't know why it really like struck a call me with me when it did but yeah um just yeah how long would you say that you have been interested or like involved in it like involved that? in it like now um probably since like 2018 2019 i guess i started i did a couple of bits on atletico's women um when I was still in Spain and then mm-hmm. got more into the coaching thing when I was here I did the badges but never did like did the one badge but never got into coaching um when I was living in Bristol because that's when I did it because I, I had time um but found their women found Bristol Academy as it was before it became Bristol City again um and yeah like I could cycle up to watch games. I thought you could take beer in until I was told you can't. Um, so that was a, I was like, yeah, you can bring beer in. It's great. There's dogs everywhere. You can bring beer in. It's like, no, you can't bring beer in. I was like, oh, sorry. Uh, so yeah, so, it, but it just like, yeah, it just. But accessibility was like a big part yeah. of it then that like you could just like cycle yeah, over. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't like close cycle. It was, you know, like 15, 20 minutes. It was, it was a cycle, enough of a cycle, but it was not dangerous. And, you know, it was nice to do because it was the summer series. So it wasn't, wasn't bad weather most of the time. Mm. So it was fun. Now it's all changed and it's winter and uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, um, but yeah, like it's great. And I'm like, as I said, off, off air before the recording i don't know how to, i don't know how to refer to it as not a radio show um <laughs> you know like i hadn't really seen much writing about from where uh, from either a, a women's fan perspective or from a women's perspective on a lot of football um just it wasn't you know where i was looking or what was in my like stream of information at the time now now it's all mm. i really have um so when i like saw your piece about like 
Atletico, I think I just was like straight, just like, oh my God, do you live in Spain? This is cool. You must be like, and you were like, nope, I live in Scotland now. And I was like, ah, because it was <laughs> having someone, I don't know, like having a non um, overtly masculine view on football was kind of how I've been for a little while. And then seeing everything else, uh, uh, seeing other people's writing was just interesting. And I, that's why I was like, okay, mm. this is, this is an interesting forum and area to, to look into and you know here i am now but what about that is it that interests you do you think um well it's just i guess because i've this is this isn't my interview this is this is <laughs> this is supposed to be getting your information but because i've got like a punk background and like you know loads of people in the lgbtq plus area that i'm friends with or i've played in bands with or um, and, and these are all sort of counterculture areas and it just women's football felt like a counterculture area for so long to me mm. and it still does in a lot of ways um like and I love yeah, that and that's it and that's why I was like I was like this is okay I find a version of football that I feel I can fit into yet I'm not able to like be on the pitch but that's fine but it's everything mm. else the, the the entire atmosphere around it was something that I just really resonated and related to where I felt where mm-hmm. I hadn't felt as comfortable with men's football for a long time. So for me, that was it. Like that was, that was why. Mm. And I think I said it on this show before podcast show podcast. I don't know what it is um, about that, about what, you know, because it is, and I don't want to say it's a place for weirdos because that's not what I mean, but it's, but it's an accepting place. And it is that whole like freaks and geeks of it all um, because anyone that was probably that a little bit different that went to a football match would probably got picked on because they were a little bit different for whatever reason, be it sexuality, um, you know, place of origin, anything. Whereas now like women's football is so much more accepting of its crowd and of its players that, you know, and you can see the emotions and because it is, it isn't just a job for them. It is a like, you know, and I know it's not, it's not just a job for the men as well, but there's more on the line. Like, this is a case of like, you know, you might win, like win. you might get like a 10,000 pound bonus or whatever for winning a title, for winning a cup. But if not, then, you know, that's a, that's a big, that's a big deal. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. And still like for, for a lot of these players, it's not even like a, a job that pays mm. or pays that well. Like it's now we're talking about the, the, the players that are like winning things and, and the big clubs and stuff, but like if you go further down the table or like down one league, then it's still very much like people who still have jobs on the side and, you know, are just regular. So yeah, of course it's, it's about more than that for them because yeah, they're not even um, getting paid or getting paid very little yeah. for it. So, and that was, uh... um, I think that that strikes a chord with a lot of people, like you say. Yeah. Like just their passion. I just wish more people were less indoctrinated trend by men's football to be able to be able mm-hmm. to come and see what is a much more in, exciting product because of that and because of the relatability and because of um the personalities that are on the pitch that are personalities or also have other jobs and other like livelihoods like i mean i listen to a lot of podcasts i listen to the snacks podcast and if you've heard that one um is that the american yes one, right? samuels um, and lynn williams yeah. and they were just talking to one of their kc current teammates um and like, and she was saying about how she's just like doing up houses and like, it has like, like a bit of a retail, you know, 
side because she might not get paid much money this year or and it's like and it's mm. all that stuff is like and these are people that are being idolized around the world mm-hmm. and they're like well maybe they can't like make ends meet some months well not you know to that extent but in a way that would be a direct comparison with someone else doing another sport or um in a similar yeah. position so it's yeah like it's wild to me still that so many people don't get the full amount of wages that you know for doing what they do at such a high level now because it is it is a high at level all. yeah i saw i listened to talking about podcasts uh abby wambach has mm. a podcast with her wife glenn doyle and she was talking so she there's an excellent um double date interview with them and megan rapino and sue bird and um abby has opened up um a lot recently about like her thoughts like going into retirement and stuff because like obviously sue is heading there and like also megan i guess at some point and it's it's crazy to think that one of you know the most decorated uh and best like forwards in the world of football like abby wambach was scared of retiring because she was like what am i gonna do after this and like she has this anecdote about getting an award on stage with some other athletes, I don't remember who they were, uh, but male athletes. And um, I think, yeah, that was like as they were all retiring and she just like thinking about how, you know, they are secured for life, like with their wages alone that they have earned up until that point, but they will also still be like desirable afterwards. And she was just like, I'm not in that, I'm not in the same position as them. Yet she had won, you know, like an equal like amount of, of stuff to them and and yeah like as decorated as them but still yeah just has to like think about things so differently so yeah it's just it blows your mind when you think it that. really does it is it's yeah and even just like well i mean southampton won the um the playoff final against wolves quick pivot here from everyone yeah. to and, and in, in, a, in a positive way of, yeah, like you know, they they won their league, same as Wolves, but yet they had to fight for the one place to get put in the championship. And it's like, and the mm-hmm. Wolves head coach, um, Dan something, I'm going to lose my, I can't remember. Um, but they were interviewing him on the offside rule, oh, offside rule, uh, the women's athletic, athletic women's football podcast um, about right. that. And he, he was like in a bunker because he's away with like his job, which because he's like an RAF guy. So he's he was in, a, in like a secure bunker somewhere what, with the best Wi-Fi so that he could A, do these interviews and B, watch the game on Saturday because he wasn't able to be there because okay. he has a job. Whoa. He has another job. And it's like, and, it, and <laughs> you know, because the game was like three weeks after the league finished that he mm. was already on his like next part of work, which was I'm going away to do this now. Well, and, and during that whole thing, he was like, well, this this game shouldn't exist. Like, we won. We would have won the year before, but they got they got called. They they null and voided it or something. So, like, mm-hmm. and that's it. Like, like you can't imagine like someone won, I don't know, Division Three in the in the UK and they weren't promoted. They had to do playoffs. Someone said, you know. So it's yeah. So there's still so much so much space to go and grow. Mm-hmm. But I love that there is more and more. Well, actually, I kind of hate that there's so many amazing athletes doing podcasts. <laughs> it's like, ah. Oh, there's not enough time to listen God, to all not, of A, them. there's not enough time. And B, it's like, hey, 
I want to do one. Um, some of us want to do one who like football as well. Like this is, but it's it's cool. <laughs> I like I love the medium. I really do. But it's like uh, let's, everyone's got a podcast. Everyone's got this, and everyone's doing stuff. And I because they're such interesting characters, and that's what I love about it. Like especially the anyone in the women's games, like basketball, football, whatever. There's there's because people want those stories now, and I love that people want those stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's 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 interesting. It's it's better than any reality TV is sports because it's happens yeah. in a much more confined environment. But that's that's why I love sports. It's not all sports, most sports. Yep. Um, but yeah, Sue Bird, incredible, and she's just like smashing it in the league right now, and is like, you know, thinking about retirement. But she's forty. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be that person, but like, oof, like she's just incredible for any athletes like at that age like it's just i, I was wa- i was watching the um some of her videos that she did with uh diana tasari um for the um college basketball the ncaa finals and she they had their own like show but it wasn't broadcast in the uk so we only saw the match you couldn't see the you couldn't see the their show which is just the two of them like drinking a beer and like chatting and then getting like LeBron James phoning in and all this sort of stuff. And it's, and it's, I guess it's similar in maybe not because of the way that the colleges are and stuff in the States, but there are like men's footballers who are aware of the talent of women's footballers. And it is getting them about support and things like that. And cause they realize they must realize the platform they have, but in the States it feels like they are a lot more like closer because they, went to college together and there was a men's and women's basketball team saying, you know, like, like Steph Curry's on there talking about some of these like college basketball players. And you're like, you know, about all these like college basketball players. That's incredible. Oh, but it's not quite, yeah. I feel like the level of proximity isn't quite there yet um, from men's and women's. Cause there is such a financial divide still, which I mean, I guess there is in that as well, but yeah, it's, it's getting there. And you know, people like Ian Wright, doing everything that he does um yeah yeah i was i was shocked uh to see that he was down in turin uh for the final and then he's in the match of the day studio sunday night to record all of that i'm like how you're a superhuman like not 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 only must that have you know taken a lot of like stress to like travel but then also like have that have the energy to do that, you know, or I don't know. I think I'm very, I have a very limited like energy source for social interactions, but like, yeah, that's just simply incredible. And yeah, I love, um, even though he is a gunner and there is a part of me that is like never gonna like get around that. But I love the fact that like someone like him, like with his status, you know, like, um, in the game and stuff so it's so like he he comes across as so like pure in his like interest and his devotion to the women's game and it feels very genuine and, and nice so i love to see that yeah. um he did i just want a few tottenham legends to step up as well <laughs> and do that. he just loves football and and you see it like he'll talk when he was doing like the uh the remote barclays player of the month interviews on youtube or you know whatever format he was just going on about like the form and the, and that, you know, what were you think? And like, he's interested, like, and it's not just mm-hmm. like a, like a presenter, you know, running through the motions. He's interested in because he's done it. And I, and that's, and mm. that's the, you know, he wants to see what, 
what's in the, the minds when they're playing out there and what they're doing. And like, even just like seeing him like at the end of the Champions League final with like Arda Hegerberg and she knows who he is. And, and she's like, you know, they're like, he, he he's basically just trying to like hug her the entire time. Cause he's just like, he's just like so in <laughs> awe. And it's, yeah. and it's so nice to see. And and I'm sure like, yeah, uh, there will be more like, I mean, and this, this is, this is a slight dig. Are there any Tottenham legends? I don't know. I don't really know. <laughs> Oh, stop it. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. But yeah, exactly. Like, it be, no. like, it needs a support yeah. and it needs those um, ambassadors yeah. to come forward and be. And I was going to say, like, I do, I do want to see more, like, women, like, former female professionals, like, getting that, getting that airtime as mm. well, not just, you know, like, men coming into the women's game and taking over. But, like, you also have to recognize that they do lend a certain amount of, like, credibility um to it as well um which which is important and like you're saying just like the way that like when someone just is that interested it's infectious i wonder i i wonder how many like people he's turned on to women's football he's just like passed over and said yeah this is it like you know yeah i'd be (laughs) i don't know how they get that stat out there like an an expected (laughs) expected conversions to women's football i don't know (laughs) I'd love to see that stuff. Also, I just have to um, like give like such a huge like general shout out to Dazen. Yeah. Like her doing amazing work, like in general, not just employing the rights of Ian Wright for this, but like just in general, like putting all this money into the women's game, like putting it out there for everyone to access it for free. Like it's absolutely incredible. And I think it's been so like pivotal for like, the 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 growth of the game like in recent years like before the anticipation and now like actually having it and like being able to follow like one of the biggest tournaments like in the world like this is just it's it feels so luxurious and so exciting and yeah I'm very excited to see what else that they're gonna what they're gonna be doing and also if anyone from Dazen is listening to this um <laughs> You employ me as well like i'm i'm keen as you can hear no <laughs> i mean if anyone from if no, anyone from dozens like... listening to this yes also i am keen uh <laughs> this, the idea i don't think the idea was to try and push our push our burgeoning media careers um towards <laughs> them but i mean hey why not you know shoot your shot you gotta you gotta try yeah um, exactly but, but you've got like you can do this the swedish you can you know you're in you're on the ground in in glasgow so you can you know you can you can cover all of it I speak German as well right. fluently and like I'm learning the Spanish now so and also French and Italian I'm you know yeah well I'm you got English just for me sorry guys a little bit of Spanish but uh just English <laughs> if 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 it, you know if it comes to it I think it's not just I think it's quite it's a big deal yeah I think <laughs> so. so I mean I won't say like I, I mean I like Atta football is really good as well um mm, like, true and, true but the the guy who was doing the Spanish, uh, the Barca Atleti game, he was, and it's not like there was little pronunciation things, and you know you're like, no, that's not how you say that name. Uh, but yeah, like, I think to take a leaf uh, from the basketball again, um, I have to say uh, I saw the WNBA, and I'm sure like the NBA has that as well. On their uh, website, they have like a little audio button beside every player's name so that you can listen to them pronounce, uh, pronouncing their own that's name. That's very cool. So like that's, I love that. And I think that's something that 
they should have for every sport so that like commentators but also like us general people can just like get it right you know um because I think that's so important. I think, I think uh, they do it with some of the clubs um, for like media packets that they send out at the start of the season. I think they do things mm-hmm. like that so that the say so the the media do get the names right. Um, right, but like then just for us fans, yeah. it's still like to be able to have access. Yeah, because like yeah, you don't want someone that you idolize to get their name wrong all the time. Surely that would be weird. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's a uh, yeah. That 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 brings us sort of nicely back to the Champions League, I guess, uh, because because <laughs> so for Dazone, like just very quickly on this, like so this year and just gone next year are free, and then after that, it's a subscription. So they've got four years, I think I read, of the Champions League, and so the first two are free, and right. the second two are subscription. But if you do it okay. this well in the first year, people are going to be like. People would start paying next year, I reckon. They'd be like, yep, sign me up. I'll just, what is it, a fiver? Yeah, cool, fine. Yeah. But exactly. Like, it's, it's, if this is what you get, you know, like this, you just need to like be clear, which I feel like they've really been like with what they're offering. And then people are going to eat it up. Yeah. yeah. And as long as you like keep it all on the one, because that's the thing about like just not a dig at men's football, but just like, you know, in between all the subscriptions to the different like bt or sky like i'm so confused i never know like when a game is on where and so like even just walking into a pub it's really hard they're like oh where's the game on i'm like i don't know (laughs) and they'll be like i don't we don't have that one we only have this one yeah and it just yeah it just becomes too much of a hassle i have a i have a website that i go to that tells me where all of the football is being shown in your oh. specific country or elsewhere so i will i will share that ah, link i will share that link um yes. it's it's mostly up to it's mostly correct as well which is good um okay but the yeah uh so championships european championships are you heading south to watch any football in the summer um i am going to the final Same. that much i know um but the rest of the games to be honest uh i've just been a bit um it's it's just been like quite hard to plan like travel wise um considering that all of the games are quite like out of the way like they're not really like close and i don't have a car so just makes it a bit harder to travel but with that being said um as we're coming up to it i might just pull another spontaneous little stunt and go down uh for one or two sweden games um i already know that i will see sweden in the final i can feel it this is our summer i can feel it but um it would be nice to see some of the some of the earlier games as well obviously i yeah i so yeah what about uh, you i'm going to well i originally was only going to the two england games in the south and the final but now i'm going to see spain twice because i had two different people say hey i'm gonna go to this game do you want to come and i was like yeah (laughs) yeah i do so I'm seeing um, Germany versus Spain and Denmark versus Spain. Nice. So, and that's all in like one week, which is fun. So yeah, get it all out yeah. of the way in one week. And then just, I guess, yeah, on it. I, I'm covering, I think I'm, I think I got Austria in the, well, no, I chose Austria out of the uh, um, teams to choose to do a bit of a reporting mm-hmm. for since 71. So I'm going to try Ooh. and figure out how to interview at least one player over here. Because none none of us, none of us independent independent writers um, have press credentials that can get into any of the games. So, yeah, 
Fair enough. So, you know, we've got to do it all remotely this time, which is which is fine. And mm. We just get to enjoy it a bit more, I suppose. I don't know. Hopefully, uh, I don't think I'm planned to do any live tweeting. We tried that. I can't remember who had the USA-Thailand game in the uh, last World Cup, but they were not happy. And live tweeting that when, when you're trying to do 13 nil. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine they were busy. <laughs> yeah. Right. I will leave you there. We've spoke for enough time. Thank you so much for sharing a little bit of your journey and and a bit of the journey at the weekend. Um, and I hope that it continues, you know, you keep doing more and more. And, yeah, and I me guess too. from the south of Spain, by the sounds of it. Yeah. So yeah, you're gonna. I don't know if you're yeah. gonna get like you're gonna lose a bit of the Scottish accent and get more of a Spanish. Is that gonna creep in or? No, I think by this point it's it's stuck with me. I think. <laughs> um, but we'll just we're just gonna have to check in again. Yep. In a few months' time, then we'll you're, see. You're always yeah. welcome on on here to talk about football. So. Thank you, yeah, and thank you so much for having me. It's been a great no chat. Problem. Thank you very much. Cheers. My thanks to Emma again. Um, you can find links to her social channels in the show notes. Um, if you are listening on a podcast app that allows you to rate and review, please give us some feedback. Um, hopefully good feedback. But, you know, you do you. And, yeah, we'll see you soon for another interview, another discussion, another review. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.